Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. And, um, you know, just think about it. When you have a day that it seems like everything could possibly go wrong goes wrong, and, uh, or, or, or things happen where um, frustration sets in, like, like trying to have somebody deliver a washer and dryer for three days in a row, and from eight to, from eight to twelve, um, I'm not saying I know what that feels like, but how many of you have ever had that happen? Or the washer and dryer comes and it's damaged and they have to leave and you don't have a washer and dryer. But anyways, that didn't happen to me. I just heard a story. And then leading into today, we had the crazy hurricane came through Texas. Didn't hear right? Trees were literally turning sideways outside about out there. Power went out about four, and then about six fifteen, the power went out again for about 10 minutes, and so we were thinking, okay, the devil's really mad, amen, but if you have one of those days, feelings come, anger, frustration, uh, whatever feelings begin, emotions begin to come in, and that's exactly what we're talking about in this series of how how to handle those kinds of feelings, and uh, then on top of that, I'm I'm preaching with a lot of faith over feelings, because thank God my daughter brought her iPad, I don't like to preach with these things. I'm very scared because it's going to go off on me, I'm afraid, and then my notes will be gone. Like, see, I just touched a button, and look what happened. See, it's exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm having faith over my feelings right now. Why isn't it coming back on? Okay, I got it. Okay, turn sideways. There we go. I don't know how they do it. it to me, it's a whole lot of faith just to preach with an iPad. So... Um, we're going to be in Proverbs, if you'll get your Bibles open to Proverbs. And I want to I give a disclaimer or, or something of, of a key tonight to really get you to understand what I, what, what I want you to get out of this series more than anything else. is no matter, here's, here's what it is, no matter what you're going through, no matter what feelings you have, no matter what frustrations you have, no matter what attack you have, no matter what situation you're going through, don't allow those things to trump your faith. Okay, does that make sense? Like, I'm not, we won't let anything in our lives, any situation, any problem, any trial, cause us to lose our faith. That's, that's the goal with this series, is that we would we'd be able to understand that we're going to have feelings. Right? We're going to have frustrations. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have things that don't go our way. But at the end of that, we don't allow it to, to attack or, or uh, take away our faith. Amen? So how many will take that away? Here's, here's the definition of feelings. If I haven't said it already, I don't think I actually gave the exact definitions, but I thought this one was really good because how many know feelings and emotions are tied together? Okay? They're kind of a synonym, but they're not the same thing. And so feelings, and I think this top part is, is really key, it says emo- our emotions especially those influenced by other people. I mean, you think about most of the emotions that we have or most of the feelings we have are influenced by somebody else in our life, right? Doing something, saying something, acting a certain way causes us to have an, a feeling or emotion. And, and we have to navigate that and not allow our feelings or our emotions to cause us to, to lose our faith or to get mad at God, or to be frustrated at Him. Because I many don't know a lot of times God seems to get the blame for everything. 
and, and, and he didn't do it. He's trying to help us. And so we need to understand that emotions are things that are influenced by other people. Now, Proverbs 29, 11, tonight, verse, verse 11 says, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. That's a pretty powerful proverb, amen? And I don't think we're going to have the verses. You're going to have to get in your Bibles tonight, okay? Because of that same mess up that we have. Let me read that again. A fool vents all his feelings. Now, there is something good. Let me break this down a little bit. There is something good about venting your feelings. But you have to know who to vent your feelings to. Okay? The problem today that we live in is most people, and a lot of people, vent their feelings on social media. That's not what you're supposed to vent to. You should have some people in your life that you can talk to, that you can vent your feelings to. Your spouse should be the number one outside of God, okay? And then you can have some close friends or a friend sometimes that you can say, you know what, I just need to vent. I just need to get this out, okay? What this is saying is a fool would vent his feelings on Facebook. That's why I'm going to pull it into 2023, okay? A fool would vent his feelings to a person who doesn't care. But he says, a wise man holds them back. So we have to know that, that we're all going to have feelings, we're all going to have emotions, but we have to know how to handle them and how to uh, navigate them and how to allow them to not be public knowledge, so to speak. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night, every man and woman that's here, every teenager, Every child, Father, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to be in your house tonight, Lord. Thank you that in spite of all the attacks and all the situations and all the trials and all the problems of, of technology and storms and situations, we're here tonight, God, and we're here to love you, bless you, praise you, and worship you. And Lord, I just ask you to help me speak what you've put on my heart and continue to help us have faith over feelings in Jesus' mighty name. And somebody said, Amen. Amen. 1 Timothy, verse 4, if you'll go, chapter 4, if you'll go there, I'm going to read a, cha- a verse here in just a second. The, here's what the, I want to talk a little bit about character. I've had um, this specific message in my spirit for a while to preach tonight, but I actually really began to, 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 to uh, put this series together because of this. I, I really believe that especially the days we're living in today, there's a major lack of character. How many would agree with me? Major lack of character. And so character is something that is who you are. It's, it's, it's the definition that somebody has of your name. Think about that. When somebody says your name, now this is important in this series of Faith Over Feelings because we have to live our, our lives in a way that when somebody hears our name, there's a connection to that. Okay? What people say about us, how we, we cannot uh, control what people think about us, but we can control what people see in us. Okay? And so our character is something we, that f- is formed every single time you make a decision. Every single time. And character is something that... Um, we have a definition in our fellowship, in our church, um, in discipleship, that character is what you do when no one's looking. 
godly character, okay? In other words, you're doing it as unto the Lord, not for somebody else, but at the same time, you're the only Bible someone's ever going to read. And, and I began to think about it, and I'm going to kind of get into this, and I want to get you an understanding of where I want to go tonight in, in, in part three, is I've, I've been thinking a lot over the last couple of years about ministry and accountability and having somebody in your life that you say, uh, and this is what you do when you come to church, and this is how God established it in church. He made a place where we would come, and, and this is why he said, don't forsake the assembling, because he wants there to be a place we come together, and we have people in our lives who hold us accountable for our lives. Okay? People that we, we allow to say, if you see me acting a certain way, talk to me. Okay? Now, that part comes from relationship. You don't just go around telling everybody in the church, I see this and I see that, because you have to have a relationship with that. And you've heard me say before, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you, you can have that voice in someone's ear when they give you their ear. And that character that you're forming is, is allowing somebody in your life to speak over your life, to speak into your life. To tell you things that you need to hear, not that you want to hear. That's true accountability. Responsibility, I said this a couple weeks ago, responsibility without accountability is worthless. Okay? How many, how many know we have a responsibility? First and foremost with God. Then we have a responsibility with our family. We have a responsibility in our workplace. We have a responsibility in our church. And so responsibility without accountability is worthless. In other words, I can only go so far as I allow somebody to speak into my life. I can only have as much authority in my life as I allow someone to have in mine. Okay? Everybody following me so far? And what I want, what I want us to, to take away tonight, really trying to make it as clear as possible as I can, is, is one thing that I've seen over the years, because I've been in the ministry for 30 years now, that's quite a while, is I, I see people who will say, I'm accountable to you, I'm accountable to my church, I'm accountable to God, I'm accountable to ministry, and later on, that accountability somehow stops, but there's an attitude of, um, I was accountable to you when you were telling me what I wanted to hear, but if you start to tell me something I don't really want to hear, then I'm not accountable anymore. You can't pick and choose when and what you're accountable to. You're either accountable or you're not. Amen? So if you could take something clear tonight away as this, that this is in my spirit, is, 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 is how do you become accountable and then pick and choose when you're accountable to that person. It's almost like if you think about kids and parenting, imagine your kids telling you what they're going to listen to and what they're not going to listen to. Think about that. Like you've got rules in the house, and your kids are like, hey, I'll live here and everything, I'm good with this, but you know that rule, not good with that. How would that work? That wouldn't fly, right, parents? But a lot of times in ministry, that happens with us. We, we say... We've heard this so many times, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with saying it. We're thankful you say it. I love my church. I love the people in my church. This is the best church in the world. 
I'll, I'll, I'll be in this church all my life. I'm going to raise my kids in this church. This is the best preaching in the world. This is the greatest praise and the worship in the world. This is the greatest children's ministry in the world. You hear it all the time. And then those same people that are praising walk out that back door and you never see them again. And all of a sudden, the church isn't the greatest anymore, and the pastor's not the greatest anymore, and the people aren't the greatest anymore. Yet here we are still doing the same thing we've been doing for a long time. What changes? Feelings. They get in their feelings. And I'm telling you from personal experience, if you look at my life, because I'm, I'm the pastor here, and if, you, if there's any fruit in my life at all, and my wife's, in our marriage, and our kids, any fruit at all, it's because I have taken a decision, made a decision to be accountable. That I want and need accountability in my life. Because, pay attention, when you get in your feelings is when you need to be the most accountable. That, that's, that's where you really see if you're a real disciple, when you're in your feelings. Because if everything's going exactly the way that you want it to go, who needs accountability? Accountability is there so that you don't step out of the lines, to keep you in the lines, right? And so I want you to, I want you to just keep that in the back of your mind. Can I tonight as a believer pick and choose when I'm accountable? Pick, pick and choose when you can correct me. Pick and choose when you can tell me what's wrong and what's right. Because, listen, the defini diction dictionary definition of character is moral excellence and firmness. Okay? How many want to have the same moral excellence today that you do in 20 years? Okay? You want it to be the same. The highest standard of character is set forth in Scripture and, of course, is exemplified in Christ. Listen carefully. But the devil is always going to come and attack character. You can't build your character without attacks. Your, your situations, your, your opportunities to, to not be loyal to God is a building of your character. Okay? And then, listen to this. This is important. Very important. Character is not built overnight. It takes time. Tonight you are building character. You are building it. Every, every time you make the right decision, you're putting another block on the building of your character. Okay? And then you might make a bad decision that pulls the block back off. But you got to keep putting the blocks on. Keep building your character. Keep doing the right thing. Do the right thing when nobody else does the right thing. Just do the right thing when it doesn't feel like doing the right thing. Okay? And then... When we learn from past mistakes, we do what 1 Timothy 4, 7 says. We exercise ourselves towards godliness. Okay? 1 Timothy 4, 7 says this. Reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. Paul knew exactly what godly character was, that, sorry, godly character came from resisting evil influences and impulses and focusing on the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Proverbs 22. Give me an amen when you get there. Verse 1. Here's the main part of the message tonight. Proverbs 22, verse 1. Somebody give me an amen when you get in your Bible. Somebody that's got an actual physical Bible. You there? All right. A good name is to be chosen 
rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. How many want to be tonight who you say you are? All the time. In every situation. In every moment. We have to remember that we're, we're carrying ourselves as examples of Jesus. When you get frustrated, like not having the people deliver your stuff three days in a row, and you want to talk to somebody that's in a higher power, but you get on the phone with somebody that you know is just doing their job, and they're just getting paid hourly to answer phone calls, you have to have the self-control to realize that's somebody's daughter. That's somebody's wife. And that poor girl I'm talking on the phone to has no control over my situation. She's just doing her job. And so the person I talked to today, whose name was Ebony, pretty name, I said, Ebony, I don't want to get mad at you. I don't want to be frustrated with you. I know you're just doing your job. So I'm not going to get mad at you. I said, I'm pretty frustrated. I'm talking just like this. Pretty frustrated. But I would love if you could just put me on the phone with somebody that I can get a little upset with. Can you give me a manager? Can you give me somebody to talk to that's, that's not you? Because I know you're doing a great job. She said, yes, sir, I'll get you right over. And so she got me over to a manager. But before she got me to the manager and before I got on the phone with the manager and was a little less nice with the manager, I didn't cuss or nothing, trust me. I just told her I was frustrated. But before I got over there, she's, Ebony said, hey, can I, can I go over your details with you and make sure that I have all your information in case we get disconnected? And I said, yes. Yeah. She says my number. And then she says, okay, and your email is pastorblake at vwotexas.org. And when she said, your email is pastorblake at vwotexas.org, I was thankful that I did not get upset with Ebony and act like an idiot as she looked at my email that said pastorblake at vwotexas.org. Amen? We have opportunities every day. And you wonder sometimes why people think a certain way about people. Right? And I chose that email, but a lot of times I do give another email that's not Pastor Blake. For some reason I gave that one to them. I'm not really sure why. Um, it's a little more general, and I like that. But how many are following what I'm saying? The name is connected to something. And it says a good name is better than riches, than great riches. When people hear your name, people say your name, what are they thinking? And a lot of times what ruins our name is connected to the feelings that we go through. We make rash decisions and do wrong things a lot of times based on our anger and our frustration. And the crazy thing is a lot of times we take it out on the wrong people. Right? Anybody ever realize that? It's like, it's like a pastor a lot of times that gets up, and, and I'm guilty of this. Every pastor is guilty Especially on Wednesday nights. Thank God we have a good crowd on Wednesday nights. We have a great Wednesday night service. But a lot of pastors will get up, and I did it in the past too, and, and the crowd will be low. Kendra knows what I'm talking about. There will be very few people in the church, and the pastor will sit there and spend half of his message talking about all the people that aren't there to the people that are there. Like, how does that make any sense? Right? You're, so you're beating up the wrong people. Amen. And so that's the kind of things that we, I think we do that a lot of times in life. You might take out, I mean, how many here have ever been spanked because of another sibling? Huh? Anybody ever been spanked because somebody else did something wrong? Right? I mean, there's things that happen like that all the time where we get the, we get the, the punishment for somebody else. 
Here's what the New Living Translation says of Proverbs 22.1. Choose a good reputation over great riches. How many know we have a reputation? And even more so as a Christian, being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. Amen? Now I want to look at a few things that are tied to emotions and feelings tonight to kind of close this out tonight for this service. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 3. And I want to look at some of the uh, characteristics, because we're talking about character, that can be affected by feelings of what the Bible calls a deacon. We would call that today a leader. Somebody in the church who aspires to be a leader. Now we're going to read this here in a little bit and uh, go over it. But I want to tell you again, as, you, as, you're, as you're growing in your walk with the Lord... I want everyone in here tonight to make a decision for yourself and for the Lord and for your church that I'm going to be a person of my word. Okay? Actions speak louder than words. Does anybody believe that tonight? Action speaks louder than words. We can tell the Lord we love him all day long, but we have to show the Lord we love him. Right? We can tell people we love them all day long, but we have to show them we love them. God is, is always been that example. Jesus was that example. He didn't just say, I'm going to go die on the cross for your sins. He went and died on the cross for our sins. Jesus is a, is a God of action. Amen? How many are thankful for that? And we started this off talking about how he did not allow feelings to keep him from that cross. But there are things that we have to work on. Tell the person next to you, we got to work. We got to work. Braden said it. We got to work. We got to get to work. Our work is daily. We're going to read some things here that are going to pop out. And there's a bunch here. Things that none of us can scratch off and go, I, I got all that down. I, I'm Bam. But things that we can work on. And these things that we're going to read have to do with our feelings. A lot to do with our feelings, okay? And as you read it, you'll see that. So 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul is talking to the church and he's saying, here's some qualities. Now, many of you in here tonight are leaders. We have a lot of people in our church that are leaders. You serve in some capacity and, and you, you do kids or you do praise and worship or you do ushering, you do safety team, you do children's church, you do nursery, you do all kinds of different things. You serve in some capacity in the church. You're a leader, You've said, I want to serve God, and God wants us to serve. He wants all of us to be busy. So Paul was saying, here's some characteristics. Here's some things that I need, God needs in people so that they can be the leaders that they need to be. And I'm just going to take some time on this. And it says, in the first seven, or, uh, first seven verses, he's talking about being a pastor. Okay, I'm going to talk tonight about being a leader. He says, likewise, that's why it says the word likewise. Verse 8, how many are there? Deacons or leaders, especially um, um, people who are, have pulpit ministry or anything like that, he says must be reverent. Let's just start with that very first word, must be reverent. Reverence is a, is a decision, a feeling, uh, uh, something you have to choose to be. How many agree with that? You, you're not made to be reverent. You choose to be reverent. Reverent in the, in the sense of when you walk into church 
and and something like you'll see some some people that have never been in church before and like and they have a hat on or something they'll walk into a place where people pray and they'll take their hat off there's a sign of reverence they may not be reverent when they walk back out to church but at that moment they're reverent Okay, so what I, that's what I'm trying to show you. It's a feeling. Like you might come in and be all excited and, and want to talk and run around and everybody's somber and so you, you, revere, you, re, you revere what's going on. That's a decision. You might not feel like it, but you do it. Okay, Rev, be, it says be reverent. Not double-tongued. Not double-tongued. That's a decision. That's a feeling. Sometimes you feel like saying more then you should. Right? Does anybody, does anybody have diarrhea of the mouth? Amen? Some people have diarrhea of the mouth. They just can't handle it. They need some Imodium AD for their mouth. Amen? It just goes. And it comes out unexpectedly. Right? I must have hit a nerve there. I got, must have some diarrhea of the mouth in here. Amen? Double-tongued. Double uh, it, just, it just comes out. Or double-tongued is really more uh, specifically that when I, when I see Kendra in church and to her face, I'm just picking on her tonight. Oh, they are too? Oh, wow, it must be your night. I say, Kendra, your hair is so pretty. You're so beautiful. Your, your shirt's so awesome. And then I go, and then, but I went on the way home with Carla. Man, see the shirt Kendra was wearing tonight? That's double-tongued. I know nobody in here does that, right? That comes off of a feeling. And maybe I do that tonight, but another day I don't. That's a feeling, right? This is something I got to work on. Not, not saying one thing to your face and saying something else behind your back, right? Not giving too much wine, that's a feeling, right? Not greedy for money. That's a feeling. These are, these are all connected to our emotions. You start to get a little bit of money. You start to get a little success. You start to get a little extra money or some extra overtime. Or, and then you start having a feeling like, hey, I could get some more. I could get some more money. And I know, I'm, I, know I need to be at church on Wednesday night, but I could take this job and I can make a little more, more money. And that's connected to the feeling. See? Right? The, those, are things that, those are things that all of us deal with. They're, they all go, I'm trying to get you to understand that all goes back to feeling, feeling. Other days, you may not even be tempted by that. No, I'm going to church. But that's a feeling, right? And feelings are fickle. I, I'm just trying to get you to understand tonight. God is wanting us to live for him and have faith and be the same no matter how we feel. Fight through the feelings. Fight through the flesh. Holding the mystery of faith with a pure conscience. How hard is it today in the day we live in to keep a pure conscience? A pure conscience, right? It's difficult. That's a decision. Things are going on around you all the time. Things are happening, and you're having to guard yourself to stay pure. Two things of the many things that I was discipled to learn by my pastor was keep, one of them was keep your heart pure. Keep your heart pure and love your wife. I'll never forget those words. And, and if you're a man in this church, you've heard me say that to you. Keep your heart pure 
love your wife. Right? That's a decision that you have to make. My, my wife is not lovable every day. I'm not lovable to her every day. But I make a decision to love her. She makes a decision to love me. Right? I mean, can you imagine in marriage if we would just quit and leave every time we felt like it? Hello? Right? If we treated ministry or the walk with God like we do sometimes our marriage or sometimes we do our relationships, we, we have to contend for this pure conscience that with all the stuff that's going on around me, I'm not going to allow my feelings to, to dictate my decisions that affects my character. Okay, verse 10. But let these also first be tested. So he's saying, here's some things that, like if, if they're not reverent, they're double-tongued, they drink too much, they're greedy, we can't, they, can't, they can't even start serving. Right? And, and if you're in this church, you know we have expectations for ministry. We have things that we expect and have a standard. It's just straight from the Bible. Then he, but then he says, then let them serve as deacons being found blameless. When it says being found blameless, we all know we're not perfect, but God is saying try. We can try, though, right? Just because we're not perfect doesn't mean we can't try to be perfect. Doesn't mean we can't try to be blameless. Doesn't mean we can't be in that situation where somebody thinks a certain thing about us, and we go and we say, hey, I heard that you thought this, you know, this, this is what really happened. The health of a church hinges on transparency. Amen? Y'all understand that? It's the hinge. The Bible actually says that when you have a problem with your brother or sister, you're supposed to go gossip about them to everybody. You're supposed to go tell everybody that you're mad at them. It says you're supposed to go talk to the pastor or the assistant pastor or bring it up at group, small group. What does the Bible say you're supposed to do? Man, listen, I believe we have a healthy church, but it would be healthier if we went to that person and said, I heard you had a problem with me. I heard you thought this, or I heard, let's talk about this. Or, hey, not I heard, I have a problem with you. I, 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 this is, you do this, it bothers me. Right? Hello? This, is, this has to do with our feeling. We don't feel like it. But the Bible actually says that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go talk to that person and work it out one-on-one. Now, if it was a male with a female or a female with a male, then you need to take your husband or wife. It needs to be you know, done the right way. Never male with male, never female with female. But that needs to be worked out one-on-one or as couples, and it needs to be talked about and dealt with because that's part of accountability. That's part of character. That's part of of what Paul is saying here about being blameless. Okay? And then there's a whole, if you don't know it's in your Bible, there's a whole order of things that you're supposed to do. If that person doesn't receive it, then you go get a witness. Then if that person doesn't receive it with the witness, then you take it to the pastor, you take it to the church, and if it's still somebody who's just not getting on the same page, then, then, that's that's a bunch of steps. How many know we don't ever get to those steps a lot of times? Okay, how many still here? Likewise, 
Their wives must be reverent, not slanderers. That's a feeling when you feel. What, what, is, what is slander? Does anybody remember what slander is? It, slander can be actually telling the truth about somebody, but you're saying it in a way to hurt them. You can be telling the straight up truth, but you're saying it in a way to hurt them. Temperate. That's a feeling. Level. Some people are like just an explosion waiting to happen. Just, just right? Faithful in all things. How many want to be faithful in all things? That's impossible. We can try. We can try. Right? This is this this he wouldn't put these things in here if we couldn't do it. But a lot of times we don't do it because we don't feel like it. I just don't feel like being temperate. I just want to go off on people. I just want to I just want to cuss somebody out. I just want to tell them how I feel. I just want to talk about that person. They've done me, you know what I'm saying? It's a feeling. You've got to control your feelings, control your emotions. Now, this doesn't mean that there's not times that things need to be said, but it goes back again to what we just talked about. There's an order. If you have a problem with me, come tell me straight to my face. Like, come tell me. Tell me how you feel. Let, let, if you thought I was staring at you and making a face at you, I wasn't. It was the one b- person behind you. <laughs> it wasn't even you. And you're all upset and mad thinking I'm mad at you, and it wasn't even mad at you. I was mad at the one right behind you. Right? How many times does that happen? Did you see the way so-and-so looked at me? Did you see the way pastor looked at me? Did you see the way the leader looked at me? Go to him. How many know we'd be in a better place if we would do these things? Right? It's faith over feelings. In other words, doing the right thing over how I feel. Every time. Right comes out right. Does anybody still believe that? Faithful in all things. Verse 12, let deacons, by the way, I'm just going to throw this in for free. This is why we have male leadership in the church. Just just because I, I can't go past this and like, skip it. It says, let deacons be the husbands of one wife. Okay, so it's showing that that's a male. That the, the deacon, okay? Not, not a leader in the church, but the deacon part. And then it says, ruling their children and their own houses well. Guys, fathers, I know Father's Day is over. We can't just rule our houses well when we feel like it. We got to rule our houses well all the time. We got to be the be- better person, husbands. Okay, no one said amen over here. We got to be the better person, husbands, right? We have to, the Bible says we have to die to our wives. The Bible says, this is just free, I'm just throwing this in, but it does have to do with feelings because I think I'm going to try to show you is everything starts with our feelings. And sometimes we don't feel like submitting to our husbands, wives. But the husband sometimes doesn't feel like dying either. But God still gave the husbands the harder job. He says, women, submit to your husbands. Men, die to your wives. Die. It's what he said. As Christ died for the church. 13. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen? How many know that's a a lot to read? It's a lot to go back and look at. And it's a lot to work on. 
I, I can't speak for you, but I want to have a good name. I want my name to be connected to my character. I want my character to be connected to Christ. But it takes work. Because there's days we don't feel like it. Our feelings are going to get in the way. And we have to sometimes just, just bite our tongues. Sometimes we just have to say, you know, there's a reason why the Bible says pray for your enemies. Right? It doesn't say we wouldn't have enemies. It says pray for them. Right? And sometimes he could be a little more specific on how you pray for him. He just said pray, amen. There's sometimes you might want to pray a bad prayer for that enemy, right? Not, not such a nice one. But it says pray for your enemies. Reap, uh, heap those coals on their head, amen. Now, how many, let me close right here. And musicians, you can come. On this last note, I want to say it again, okay? I want to say this one more time. Responsibility without accountability is what? How many heard it enough times? Worthless. Okay? Your walk with God and where you go with God has so much to do with saying, Lord, I submit to the authority of God in my life. Okay? You, you young people in the Lord that are new in the Lord, that are getting married, that are new converts, I can save you a lot of pain if you'll just understand and realize we have to understand that God established the church. We're not here to dominate your lives. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to hold you accountable. But every person that holds somebody accountable has to be accountable to somebody else. Okay? And so in that accountability, I cannot pick and choose when I'm going to be accountable to you or when you're going to be accountable to me. i got to be accountable no matter what. As long as the gospel's being preached and it's not changing the word of God, accountability needs to be there. Responsibility without accountability is worthless. Amen? Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we thank you that we understand there's a lot of feelings in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. Every day, Lord, through social media, through situations, through families, through life, Lord, emotions are flying at us at a rapid pace. Anger, unforgiveness, stress, joy, depression, frustration, all kinds of emotions are around us all the time. And Lord, we need to be grounded and rooted in your word so that we can make a decision tonight that my character is tied to my decision-making, and my decision-making builds my character, and my character is my name, and it's what people think about me. And Lord, I don't want to just be a person who talks. I want to be a person who acts. I want to be a person of action tonight, Lord. And Lord, I know that that is the desire of the people in this church here tonight, that, Lord, our words would be less and our action would be more that we would get over our feelings, we would get over our inadequacies, we'd get over, Lord, our, our own desires and say, Lord, this isn't about me, it's about your kingdom. How can I get people to Jesus? How can I make people want the Jesus that I'm serving tonight? Lord, anoint our words, anoint our thoughts, anoint our decisions Lord, help us to get over these feel, feelings that are fickle tonight. Feelings that are carnal tonight, Lord. Feelings that are flesh tonight, Lord. And bring them into subjection. And Lord, be people who, who have godly character. 
character, Lord God, that does not change with the wind, that does not change with the circumstances, but stands strong. When we've done all to stand, we stand. And Lord, at the end of the day, we are all your ambassadors. And Father, we need help with our feelings. We need help with our emotions. Help us feed ourselves with your word. Help us feed ourselves with, your, with prayer. Help us feed ourselves with commitment to one another so that we can be accountable to each other tonight, Lord. Father, anoint us and help us to be the example that you have called us to be. And devil, we remind you that you are defeated tonight. And the blood of Jesus is against you. You have no power. You have no authority. Every spirit of darkness has been disarmed on the cross of Calvary. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, all across this congregation tonight, we thank God for the presence of the Lord. We thank God for His word that is yes and amen. We thank God, Lord, tonight that we can have faith over how we feel. Tonight, if you're here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, if you're not born again, if He's not everything to you, you heard the testimonies of teenagers tonight and on Sunday where we can just go through the motions. I believe if we had an adult camp, there'd be a lot of people giving their lives back to the Lord because we've allowed life to get us off of our focus. We've allowed jobs and work and family to take us away from our first love. Tonight, if you're here and Jesus is not number one in your life and you're not born again, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just say, Pastor, would you pray with me? Tonight, I want to make sure that my heart is right with Jesus, that I'm saved and born again, and that my eternal fate is in God's hands tonight. If that's you, just put your hand up. Put it right back down all across this place. Maybe you're running, you're backslidden, you're cold, you're, you're, you're going back to your old ways. Don't forget that it's a slow fade. Tonight, rededicate. Say, Lord, I'm coming back to you. I'm just like that youth camp. I'm coming back to you. I'm getting right again. I'm getting on fire again. These are the days more than ever we got to get a hold of the altar of God. How many would say, God, I need to rededicate tonight. I need to, I need to touch those fires and, 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 and get them hot again. God sees those hearts tonight. As we stand tonight all across this place, we're going to say a sinner's prayer for those that are watching online. Say this with me, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you came down from heaven and you died on a horrible cross to take my place of my sins. I believe tonight that I am saved because of the blood that you shed on the cross. And I believe Jesus with all my heart and I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead. Jesus, I believe you ascended into heaven and you're interceding for me right now. I believe you. I believe your word. I believe you're a miracle worker. I believe you can change my life tonight. I give it to you. I surrender. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.